0: Welcome to the Tabletops and Tentacles podcast, a podcast about games, art, RPGs, comics, fiction, film, and everything geeky in between. This is Chris McClanahan, and joining me this week is my brother, Quarter Ben. Let's get to the table. Welcome to Tabletops and Tentacles podcast, which is different from what we usually record on. (laughs) It is. So, tabletops and tentacles is going to be sort of a everything geek podcast. Instead of being focused on the one thing like the podcast it was, so we're going to kind of cover a little bit of everything, a little bit of board games, some TV movie news, and just whatever the heck we feel like talking about. So, I'm Chris. This is my brother Ben. Hello, Quarter Ben. As you would know him. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows me as that. <laughs> they do if they read the magazine, man. So I think we will just go ahead and just dive right in. Um, unless you have something exciting to talk about with the quarantine life. I do not. No. <laughs> I, we, oh, dude, is, there, actually, is there anything exciting about it? We the- left the state and it was weird. I will say that much. It was very strange to go to... So, we had to go to Utah for Lindsay's neurology appointments. And it was so weird going... Because, like... So, we've been home since March 9th when our first cons were canceled. And we haven't really left the area. Like, we haven't left Pocatello Chubbuck, until last weekend. Or this last... Yeah. And it was super weird leaving... Like, not only just leaving the town, but seeing the difference in... The different towns on the way between here and Utah it was so weird. So, like... One had, like, burning bonfires in the streets. Kind and... of. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, okay, so we live in Pocatello, the southeastern Idaho, and... We always have bonfires burning in our streets. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, really. it's just unusual to see them in other places. It is. It's just strange. Mm-hmm. And the, they're... They're more kempt than here in Hokuto. Yeah. <laughs> did you see that they like dredged that part of the? We the had river? quarantine beards before quarantine mm-hmm. beards yeah, were cool. We did. <laughs> we're the original hipsters of COVID nineteen. Dredged that, uh, <laughs> the the portnough there oh, yeah. where the car went uh-huh. in. And okay, like, I want. Did you notice that that they they dredged it and they got like all of the they got junk out of the river uh-huh. and then they and, took, they just left and then they left it and then people started adding garbage that. to the <laughs> junk <laughs> pile from. the <laughs> river and it's As so if funny it was like you know if i put it here if i put my lawn chair here somebody's yeah. gonna take it well and it's hilarious to me because you can tell what's out of the river because it's all the same color uh, of mud right. gray and like there's like a crutch and like these weird pieces of metal and the, the crutch. crutch is the thing i think is funny because who leaves their crutch behind who's like you know i got no more use for this uh, or, you know, they're just tiny like, tim can walk now <laughs> they 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 throw joe bluth style into the water they're just like return from whence you yeah. <laughs> just huck it into the river. <laughs> so strange. Uh yeah, I thought that was very funny. Um but so so we went um through McCammon and we stopped in McCammon at the Flying Jade there. So Pocatello's pretty chill, but there is mask usage. Like you've gotta wear a mask to go to Walmart and like Costco and Fred Meyers the campus. campus but it's also lacks in other places like nobody's wearing it when they go into the gas station and that kind of thing generally I mean I do but that's because I don't want to get people sick I do because I'm ugly well yeah I mean this the whole mask thing is a blessing in disguise for for us it's, homely fans it's incre- It's actually <laughs> increasing your dating odds because people are like I, he, he could be alright he's got pretty eyes he, he could be he, this, this guy could be alright he's not as his, his, his eyes have a great personality it's a, he's got a great glow about him yeah, exactly. those are not serial killer eyes and then then you take off the mask and like oh god I'm gonna die tonight oh, he's got an eyes he's got eyes of a boyfriend and a mouth of a of a, a rage killer <laughs> It's like that episode of uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother with the the captain, where it's like yeah. his eyes and <laughs> his, his smile, and then his eye. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. the way um so like in uh mccammon at the flying j when we stopped for gas mass master mandatory they also have the change shortage thing going so they're like giving you a free soda drink if you pay for your uh gas in at least five dollars worth of coins and i did not know that was a thing yeah it's strange like uh, the change shortage is an issue like in other areas like Devin. so it's not just because mccammon's like collecting their coins no no i don't know what's causing it <laughs> honestly it doesn't really make sense to me i don't know if it's because people aren't buying as much i it doesn't make any sense unless look, they shut the mint well down, i thought maybe. it was funny because i didn't think they were letting people pay with change most places and stuff because they didn't want actual money to change hands you would think so but yeah apparently it's more of a change shortage issue it's weird like devin um he lives in phoenix and he Had to find a laundromat that took debit cards because he um, couldn't get anywhere that had change machines that were working, so he couldn't wash his clothes. That's weird. Super weird. Um, Suddenly, Uncle Todd's like got a monopoly. (laughs) Yeah, really. Yeah, Uh, like yeah. All those times we uh, we uh, uh, uh. (laughs) there, he's picking up (laughs) pennies everywhere. Now he's like. (laughs) He's like, the, he's, I'm the king of change. He's going to be like the bullet farmer of, of uh, yes. Mad Max, exactly. but with change. <laughs> he's the quarter king. Um, <laughs> And then in Utah, like Salt Lake City was really bizarre because there were like these weird outskirt gas stations that we stopped at when no one was wearing masks. And then like the Chinese place we ate at, which was amazing. So we we ate at this place called Mom's Kitchen in Salt Lake City, and it's legit. Like, when we asked at the hotel, they're like, well, we wouldn't normally tell people this because... It's kind of weird, but if you want like authentic Chinese food, go to Mom's Kitchen. That's where the Chinese people go to eat. So we went there and they're legit, dude. Like they they have meals where the the protein in it is blood. Uh they have all sorts of like pork intestine meals and like that it like really good food though. They had the soft chow mein noodles. So was Ooh, it an actual so uh was it an actual Chinese food restaurant or is it literally in somebody's house? No, it was an actual well, To be fair, they don't allow you in the restaurant, and you have to call to order, and they bring the food out to you at the front of the restaurant. So it's possible they live in that building. (laughs) The reason I ask that in in the specifics of of Salt Lake City is I once went to a meatball subs shop. And I don't think they even served anything other than meatball sandwiches that was literally just some guy's house. And they had, like, a cooler with cans in it that you could get, like, cans out. And there's, like, people just, like, hanging out on the lawn and stuff. (laughs) Like, like some dude doing his laundry in the basement (laughs) (laughs) it it was it was it was just like that it was like but but they were on on uh uh what what's that uh i want to call it zilch but that's not actually no what is oh uh yelp 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 they were yelp or zilch zilch Ben and I are starting new websites here. Uh, Zilch is going to be a, a a food thing for based off people's, people's houses. Yeah, it's not going to be restaurants, it's just based off of the food that you make. And then we're going to start up homely fans I, instead I, of OnlyFans. fans. I, I, I... <laughs> They <laughs> yeah, all masks required. Exactly. That's, that's where uh. artists go to make uh, money in doing things. <laughs> and We're going to compete with Patreon now. <laughs> <laughs> I had a mean peanut butter sandwich over at Gary's house the other day. Five stars. Five stars on the silge. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, it really was. It was it was like a legit, suppo- well, supposedly legit restaurant and stuff. But it was just a guy that had like meatball subs and like nice. tin foil. Did I tell I you about know. my my idea I had the other day? I don't think I did. I I'm gonna start up a new business. Would have to do it somewhere other than here. But I want to start up something called Ice Cream A Go Go, and it's oh. gonna be like an Uber. Only you like Uber request the ice cream truck to come to your house so you can get ice cream. <laughs> oh my gosh are you gonna would, would the ice cream truck still have um the music you can opt for music or not because if so you just created the best prank you could possibly oh, pull on somebody else too you, you send it to the other side a, of town ice cream truck so all the kids face. come running out of this in the neighborhood across town in the middle of the night it's like oh don't worry we're having a party just show up yeah yeah, exactly. yeah don't worry about it Man, don't give people ideas how to hose the ice cream of <laughs> go-go truck. Just make sure they pay in advance. So you're still getting true. paid that's to, to go. Like, who cares? what do you care at that point? <laughs> <laughs> so those are all of our business this is but, entrepreneur talk with tabletops and tentacles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on to some news. Um we were just talking about this upstairs. Amazon is doing a Jack Reacher series based off a Lee Child series of. What are they? They're not crime novels. I would but say they're about as close as crime novel. Somebody dies in them every time. That's a good point. He usually solves some sort of crime or causes. I don't know. Crime. It's like a weird... I Like, if you were to really define Jack Reacher, it's almost like the old Kung Fu movie. It's just like he kind of totally wanders and in, blows into town, something happens, he gets embroiled in it, <laughs> breaks some people's I, limbs. I read a hilarious description of, of one of those where it's like, he wanders into town uh, where people are having problems, and he just kind of hangs out and punches people until they solve their own problems, and then he leaves... That's kind of so, that, that feels that actually feels pretty much on on on, on track. <laughs> he's a, there's a little Rambo quality to yeah. it too because he's always like he that's just true. like walks into town and gets harassed by the local police. There's always problems. There's always somebody that's like you. You look like a big guy and you uh... sort of Rambo meets James Bond in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in the movies he was played by Tom Cruise. The first one was decent. The second one is best left not spoken about i didn't i didn't dislike the <laughs> second one honestly either i didn't dislike <laughs> they just didn't feel like reacher yeah that, well the, neither of them felt like reacher yeah. i didn't think they were bad action movies I, I think tom cruise is actually a fun as hell action I, star i, I love his <laughs> movies are fun into it uh, he gets. i think lee child actually said best when he said that he's like what a hundred percent reacher at a quarter of the size <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, that's accurate. Uh, and that was the whole problem: is he just didn't feel like Reacher because no matter yeah. what, like no matter how you write it, he's just it just comes across as being this kind of badass guy. Yeah, he's and, like, and, but he didn't feel what six, seven, 250 pounds yeah, and something like like that, like just a big bulky ex military guy who like just wanders around with a a toothbrush in his yeah. pocket and a couple bucks. So I legitimately I thought those I thought the Jack Reacher movies were fun to watch, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I would never, I've, n- at no point in it was I like, yeah, this is Jack Reacher all the way. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, um, so there's like 27 books or something insane of it out. Um, mm-hmm. And so they are doing a series with Amazon Prime and they've now cast Alan Richson to play Reacher, who I really like. He's not as big as Reacher is, but he still feels big. Like, like he's got like I loved him in Blood Drive. He was he plays Hawk and in, in Titans actually, not uh, Tomorrow, whatever's, which I didn't even know Titans was a thing. That must I be like it's on, on the, the DC channel, thing. I think. Yeah. Um, he was also in uh, what is it? You saw him yeah. in? He was in, he was Smallville. Oh yeah, he played Aquaman in Smallville. Um, he's also played. Uh, Prison Break was on there or something yeah and um, so he's played a lot of different things in uh different things he was uh young scully in an episode of brooklyn Nine Nine that was excellent actually he's been a lot of like i'm trying to picture things. that I know, it's, <laughs> it's funny he played uh raphael in the teenage in the uh the weird michael bay teenage mutant ninja turtles movie huh. yeah so he's done a lot of stuff i actually really like him so i think it's a interesting casting choice I don't, like, just like the movies, the, because of the theme you, you're dealing with in Jack Reacher, I think they're going to be entertaining no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, even if it doesn't, if, even if just like the movie, he doesn't feel like Jack Reacher, you're probably going to still get a pretty good action movie of getting yeah. local townies getting beat up by a military guy, you Yeah, like yeah, I don't really see a problem with that. One of the things I like about this, too, is... Oh, the the thing you saw about Prison Break is the, actually the showrunner, Nick Santora, is the <laughs> guy that's running it. Um, Read entire sentences, people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he's the showrunner for this. And they are going to base the first season off of the first book in the series, which... I actually like, I like that they're, they're starting at the beginning of the series too. So I think that's a, a good move. Uh, Bruce Campbell, who is going to be involved with the next Evil Dead movie, although he's claimed that he's not playing Ash anymore. So I'm not sure exactly where he is, but I know he's going to be involved as a producer. He says that they're going to be attacking City in the next one, huh. which would be a very different Evil It would Evil Dead. have a different feel to it. Like, that's so weird. Like, even when you think about Army of Darkness, it was still, like, castle and rural and that kind of thing. So... I'm pretty interested in that. You know what I ultimately would love to see, like, and this is just a fanboy dream thing. I think it would be so amazing to, to see an at- Evil Dead and Tucker and Dale crossover. Oh, I'd love that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, be I, I just, I that. feel, I feel like that those those two franchises would actually work. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would uh, be totally okay with... Man, especially if they could get Bruce Campbell playing Ash. I know. Man, him with Tucker and Dale oh would, my be gosh, would be the so funniest thing great. ever. Especially if it was one of those things where it was a mix-up where... Neither of them thought the other one was the the good guy or something like that. Plus, there's bunches of teenagers getting killed. Yeah, <laughs> I still think like you would have to play to their strengths. Like you'd still have to take Tucker and Dell would have to basically be uh, completely non involved, and people are just dying totally <laughs> the around yeah, them. Absolutely, uh, but so they're make it happen. yeah, really. There was a DC event where they released a bunch of trailers for stuff. There was the Batman, which I think looks pretty rad. I, I'm still not 100% sold on Pattinson as Batman. I do like him as, like, a younger, like, actual detective. I love that idea. If, if... The thing is is like if this is a uh like an early like a prequel type thing to mm-hmm. almost your your Ben Affleck Batman yeah it actually he actually works as kind of a young he does um i like the idea of the t- the, the the um the the mystery aspect they have somebody very weird playing uh penguin though it's Russell Crowe very strange. Yeah, it's really. I think it's Russell Crow, isn't it? I don't have a clue. I'm trying to remember. He's in it. I yeah. just don't remember who he's playing. One of them plays um, Russell Crow, and one of them's one of them's Russell playing Crow. Russell Crow, and then Russell Crow's Meta. playing someone else. Oh, yeah, Meta. yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> uh... So, Paul Dano is playing the Riddler. That's good. Which is good casting. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. That could be really also good. Also pretty solid. Colin Farrell is playing the Penguin. Which is bizarre. Yeah. I... I um, and he looks it's totally unrecognizable. I mean, Colin Farrell's a great actor. He really yeah. is, actually. But that's... Uh, they got John Turturro in as Falcone. Which is Interesting that's, casting. That's funny. Isn't I don't know if it? I've seen Totoro in anything in ages. Weird. Um, I think Jeffrey Wright is as Jim I think, Gordon's great. I think Jeffrey Wright's great. And then Andy Serkis as Alfred Pennyworth that's so is weird. possibly the most interesting casting to me. I know because you you'd think he he would be he could be, he'd be a fantastic oh, penguin. man. Wouldn't he be an amazing? He penguin? would kill penguin. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, uh yeah, like I'm really curious. And to honestly, see Colin Farrell wouldn't be a bad Alfred Penny <laughs> <laughs> Like that's a weird like like they showed up to each other's like uh, thinking they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, sure, whatever. We don't we don't care at this point. Uh so this has been slowed down in production because apparently Pattinson has COVID nineteen and he's been diagnosed with it. So they the the trailer that they put out is like super advanced and they are still filming it right now and it sounds like they've shut down production temporarily due to covid-19 diagnosis it's it's not surprising that he would come down with covid-19 because the batman mask is not set up properly no it's the opposite of what you're supposed uh. to be wearing yeah Plus, you know, all that time with Willem Dafoe's bound to lower your immune system. <laughs> for the light, you'd think it would strengthen your immune system. <laughs> uh, apparently, um, a lot of Dwayne Johnson's family has also come down with COVID nineteen. But not the Rock. Uh, I, it was He's the the like thing I saw was vague about that. Yeah, it's possible, but he said that they're they're all isolating and encourages everyone to. To be socially distant. And he said that it was hard because his his family is a hugging family. <laughs> well, they all have it. That. You can hug them now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Empire has released their two covers showing off Dune, the new one, from... Uh, What's-His-Face? <laughs> I can't remember who it is that's doing this. Uh, I can you relate? Denis, Denis Villeneuve. I didn't didn't know this was a thing. Um, Yeah, so we are getting a new Dune movie starring a ton of people. So it's got Javier Bardem. Big cast. Um, Yeah, it's got a huge cast. So Oscar Isaac is playing Duke Leto. uh, Rebecca Ferguson um, is the Bene Gesserit. Josh Brolin is in it. It has Jason Momoa. And Javier Bardem, and looking very Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I know, right? Like, they, they already they, thought they looked alike, but he's looking very Jeffrey they, Dean Morgan. Yeah, they're in this like movie. straight up leaning into it, man. <laughs> uh, Zendaya's in it. I think this looks really cool. It looks super serious, which honestly, like, Dune can work really serious, but it's such a like heavy book that in a way like the campiness of the... It's either going to be really good or terrible. Yeah, that's my exact thought too. I, I do think they look really cool. Uh, yeah. uh Momoa as Duncan Idaho looks pretty rad. It's not what I pictured Idaho looking like but, you know, there's less trash fires on Momoa's face. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> so moving on to a little bit of toy news. Keith David... What? Showed a picture of Neca's upcoming figure of Frank from They Live. Oh. This is a must-have <laughs> for my brother. Oh my gosh, that's so great! Isn't that awesome? It looks so perfect. Like it, it's the only thing I've seen so far. Is just this one picture from Twitter, but it looks. Fantastic. The figure looks really great too. Yes, I mean, man, he looks good, doesn't he? He truly does. Oh, like man. he still looks like he can kick the crap out of somebody in an hour, yeah, <laughs> like, man. Like Keith David. The figure itself, wow, is hilarious to it me. It is hilarious. It is literally just Keith David in a purple sweatshirt with some khakis. Well, that's. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> i <laughs> what, what else would you have honestly i know yeah I, oh, that, man legit, that's so great but it looks amazing dude holy crap i'm super excited about that that's so fantastic i know it's like anytime i can get keith david in a sweatshirt i, I want it for my shelf no. <laughs> so i guess that's coming um as as uh um uh oh my gosh, How did it I, out, just, I, I just totally drew a blank. Uh, my my brain. I I became twitter baited but yeah. I flabbergasted <laughs> it there and and lost my train of thought. We we should we should clarify for listeners that haven't listened to the podcast that Ben is mildly obsessed with Keith David and anytime he sees a picture of him he loses all train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh funko a little bit of board game news here is releasing a haunted mansion board game designed by prospero hall oh so i'm kind of down with this it looks better than the um the which one or the what what's the kind of looks almost similar but it looks really similar it looks like a kind of a mix between the potion one for what's that called Hocus pocus. Hocus pocus. They missed a mark with that one so much. Yeah, I really think they so. They could too. have made a killing if they had done as good a, like if they had done the same kind of action-y adventure-y type game as they did with like Back to the Future and yeah. Um, Horrified. Yeah. So um, I don't know, man. I oh, it man. looks kinda eh to me again. And it bumps me out because like I love Prospero Hall's designs for the most part. And I love the properties, but... See, in this one, it doesn't bother me as much, because yeah. you're honestly... I don't know, is is there is this a movie, too, or is this just based on I the game? I think this is just based off the, of the ride. Because the, the ride, I'm okay with it being, like, kind of a weirder uh, type game and stuff, when you're really only a, 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 a ride. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Hocus Pocus has, like, so much more to it and stuff that you could have, like, really... It, it could have been something really good. No, I get that. Yeah, like, there's... There's only so much story in the ride versus like being able to relive it through hocus pocus. So we played back to the future last game week, game night, and it was super fun. It's Not really only fun. <laughs> it captured the spirit of the movie. the art is like really fun and era appropriate. It had some nice complexity to it. Yeah, it pulls it, it, it just when you think you've won, it pulls the rug out from under you. Like I mean it had a it had a lot it had a lot of stuff going for it and I thought that and it was it was brilliant and Horrified is a brilliant game. Yeah, I love Horrified Horrified is amazing. It's probably one of my favorite um, games in twenty nineteen. Absolutely. Like yeah. And I was I, they those were both surprises and stuff on how great they were. And and so when you saw how th- the theme of them was, was, was yeah. spot on was what was so great about it too is they really captured the theme of what you were trying to do, but provided a, a unique experience. And yeah. they, <laughs> <coughs> I don't know, I just don't get that same vibe from the Hocus Pocus. And, Brandon, and that might be a little clear. I have we not haven't played seen it. it. Yeah, yeah. That's a caveat. Haven't um, seen it at all. We have just heard a name. Yeah, or just hocus pocus, hocus, hocus pocus, pocus, video, pocus video board game. Oh my gosh, terrible <laughs> of, <laughs> So I'm excited about checking this out. I one of the things I love about Prospero Hall is they're like a collective of designers in Seattle and they designed the packaging, they designed the art, they designed the game, and then they find a publisher for it. So this is another one from Funko, who also I think they also published The Back to the Future, right? They did. And they published the Godzilla one that we have literally sitting on the table to play tonight. And so I'm pretty interested in this. Um I think the Funko and Prospero Hall is a good team, it looks like. Um, so in this you socialize with happy haunts by collecting matching sets of ghost cards you explore the classic rooms you beware of the hitchhiking ghosts and move around the mansion by rotating the endless hallway around Madame Leota's seance room collecting ghost cards in front of them in sets Hmm. so this feels like a much simpler game in a lot of ways it's ages nine and up so and it's just a 30 minute game it looks really cool, though. Um, you can pre-order it on Amazon right now for 25 bucks. So, and that's the other thing I will say about like their cheaper. their collaboration with Funko in particular. Like, we got the Godzilla one for 22. It was on sale, but it's normally 27. And I love like like thirty dollar price point for a game these days is kind of a rarity. It's insane, especially and, a really good one. Except yeah, and a really high quality game. Yeah, like their 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 products have been really high quality too. Yeah, so they've, they've been really good. So I'm kind of excited about um, that. It looks pretty rad. It'll be fun. It's yeah. something different. Something. I, I. It's not my cup of tea that theme, I guess. But I. I there are some people that are so into the haunted mansion and. Yeah. Maybe I've it's never because been. we've never been. I've never been yeah. there, yeah. Like, I could see possibly, like, us going to Disneyland or Disney World or whatever this one's at and falling in love with it. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I used to always avoid uh, haunted, like, uh, the haunted rides and stuff at, like, the fairs and stuff like that because I was always scared of, uh, that I would scream like a girl <laughs> <and> <laughs> since somebody jumped out. And, and you don't want to ever be in that situation and stuff. Uh... Uh, being yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, uh uh in one of those rides and being the the, the guy that's like ew. <laughs> and there's our intro noise now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I I'll, I'm curious about it. I would like to go to Disneyland someday when I don't have to wear a mask and I think I'd rather go to Disney World. Disney World is World the one center? in Florida. It still has Epcot center. Okay. Arizona. Hey dog. Hey Ludo <laughs> I heard you just fall down the stairs, dog. Our, my dog, Ludo, has decided to join the podcast. Unfortunately for you, dude, it's, it's a non-visual medium, so all they hear is breathing and, and you horking. <laughs> Hi. General Grievous just joined the yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> um, so I guess that's basically our our news update episode here. Uh, So you've played a little more of Back to the Future since we played it? I played one other yeah. What'd game. What'd you think yeah. of it? Did you play the same characters? Uh, we played Doc Brown and Jennifer. <laughs> I I would have guessed that because it was you playing with your your wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she always plays the the lady <laughs> character. I usually play the dog character if there is one, but we didn't when we played. No. We played Doc and Marty. Did you win? We did. We did. Did you succeed handily, or was it? A uh, you know, I thought we were totally going to lose. <laughs> like for the majority of the game, we we had oh, yeah. some terrible rounds. We went all the way to the negative uh, on oh, wow. the heart meter, like right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> so that one's a, a really interesting game because you're playing them in the 1950s, and you have to get the Delorean to the to Doc Brown's house repair it then get it to the point where it connects with the clock tower before uh the time track reaches it but there's also a love track that makes uh the portrait disappear and reappear depending on where marty not marty because you have to you have to get george and lorraine george and and lorraine yeah layev so there's a lot of moving parts there's also events happening and I'm really like I love the way that game plays. It plays really super well. fun. I it, it has a unique way of doing things too with the little power uh, action cards and stuff. It's a really yeah, good game. yeah. Um, and that one is so Back to the Future board game is available on Amazon. It's only thirty bucks, and I I really like that game. I thought it was a lot of fun. Like, uh, so I guess we rate things at five stars with Tabletops and Tentacles. So i I would probably give this a solid five I'm curious to play it with more than two players and seeing how much that affects the like the the gameplay the dynamic of it but with two players it's a really solid two player game it really is it's 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 tough yeah what would you rate it I would give it a five star yeah um i i think well, for one, it and Horrified have been two of the games that that my wife actually loves to play, <laughs> and so that's that's a big bonus. But it, they're but they're also really fun. The thing that, that gets these is they're, they they managed to somehow balance perfectly the fact that they're complex, but they're not insanely complex. Yeah. Uh, you can learn to play these games very quickly. Yeah, like we really didn't know how to play this outside of just kind of having them browse through lightly. And yeah. once it was laid out, everything made sense as you were playing it. And I think that was... Like that's one of the strongest things about this cuz there are other games that we will play that you've got to read the book, watch the video and still reference the rule book 20 oh my times. My gosh, Robinson play. Caruso. Yeah, like I love that. I but genuinely game, enjoyed that game. But that game is a but, game that uh, you have to you you have to look for something online and take a step back from that book. Yeah. Because the rule book is like 700 pages long and it's, and it's not like, well like that. You got to cut out a nice <laughs> weekend in order to uh to read the War and Peace here. <laughs> Yeah. And then and and you'll even after you're done, you'll be like, I still have no idea how to play this game. Well, and they've got the different play modes that each have their own like special rules too. And yeah, it's just fun game, but (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Watch a video on how to play. (laughs) Because even even the video teaching you how to play it'll be like 30 minutes long. 30 to 49 minutes. I mean it's Yeah, it's just it's so strange to me. I I get it because we've des- we've been working on designing games and they get unwieldy real quick. Yeah. But it's really easy to want to design something to to fit a specific purpose. Yeah. And, and that's what these guys do so good is they dial things back. And, I think and, so. You know, they streamline yeah. it that nothing nothing doesn't work. Nothing mm-hmm. nothing seems out of place or or tacked on for no reason yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, my only real complaint about it is how cheesy the 3D clock tower is. <laughs> like, oh, as yeah. a dice roller, it was yeah. it's dumb. But everything else about it, I love. I love the design. I like how the instruction book looks like a comic book from the, from the era. It's, it's pretty awesome. So we definitely recommend Back to the Future. But I guess that was it for this episode of the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, you can go to tabletopsandtentacles.com to find links to our videos, our reviews, and the magazine itself, which we are working on issue two as we speak. It sounds like our pizza's here, guys. So we're out. It's game night. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tabletops and Tentacles podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. We are still kind of working out our format and content for each episode of this, but please consider subscribing on whatever podcast aggregator you prefer, or you can find links to this on tabletopsandtentacles.com. We have a lot of fun stuff coming up in the podcast. We have more with me and Ben talking about games and movies. I have interviews from the first issue that we have never released before that will be coming out here on the podcast. As well as a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. You can always support the magazine and the podcast by going to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash deeplydapper. And you can find links to it and our articles and everything else on tabletopsandtentacles.com com. Again, thanks for listening, and as a side note, I apologize for all the noise my dog made in the background of this episode. He's an older dog, and he does what he likes, and mostly what he likes is breathing heavily and eating loud dog food. Thanks for listening, everyone. May you live in interesting times.